Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. This is JG. This is Pettit. And this is Robert. I was born in the humidity. <laughs> Robert's talking about that because we're going to the Titans preseason game tonight against the Buccaneers, and it's probably going to be pretty humid. Um, but yes, uh, we also have special guest, William Trapnell, recurring guest, I guess. Yeah, second appearance. Yeah. You are now double, you have now doubled the total appearances of our most famous guest. Who's that? David Lombardi, who's just Who on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. That is true. I, I don't we know were, I was thinking it was, you were going to say Paul Adams. No. But it is David well, him Lombardi. too. Classmate of William Trapnell's, Paul Adams. I'm scheduled to go on with uh, Bill Simmons here soon, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be an incredible <laughs> that w- that'd for be Bill a, Simmons. That'd be quite the <laughs> jump from jump down, I guess, primetime Titans to Bill Simmons, obviously, you know. Now, we did send Pat McAfee a cease and desist letter for stealing <laughs> our guests. Um, and it, also the athletic for having <laughs> Yeah, it was party. ignored. But we sent another letter saying we definitely know at least somebody who knows a lawyer in Nashville. So you better <laughs> cease and desist. So look out. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, yeah, we're back. We're recording where we're going to talk about the um, basically offensive expectations. We're going to talk about uh, the season will be a success if or a failure if. And we're kind of going to tie that into the same episode. And uh, so this is going to be all offense. We've already talked about the offensive position ranking, but on this one we specifically want to talk about what we think is going to have to happen to be able to have a good season or if something happens with offense, then, you know, that's going to lead to a bad season, a failure. Um, And I just thought right off the bat I would kind of start and um, I don't think – we don't necessarily have to talk about expectations like stat wise from the offensive line, but overall we think it's not going to be great. So because of that, I think that that the, the way we think the offensive line is going to go just realistically how they're going to be, that is what's going to play into how I think the rest of our offense is going to have to go and be. So for me, just talking about quarterback first, Tanhill, I feel like is going to have to get back to his 2020 self and cut down on the interceptions, get more touchdowns, and, uh, yeah, I think he's going to have to get back to that, you know, 40 touchdowns, seven interception type year. I mean, I I don't know about y'all. I just feel like he's going to have to do that to have success. Now, before I get going, too, our defense is insanely better than the 2020 team. So we could maybe afford not having the offensive production like we did in 2020, but just right off the bat, Let's y'all, do. You're kind of giving me looks a little well, bit. Well, let me. Co- I think I'm, those expectations of Tannehill are a little vague. I think you could say that about every quarterback in the league. Well, okay, but, just, but let me let me defend. He's throw less interceptions. But he's done. Let it me defend JG a little I'm bit saying. here. He's let's, like he's done that. Let me let me let's go through some of his stats in 2020, and then we'll go through his stats in 2021. All right. This and, is this is then, regular but season. But then, can we also? Compare records in 2020 to records in 2021 and That's seeds fair. in well, the playoffs in 2020 yes, and 2021. I think they're like that plays into my statement about the defense being way better. It's just that you look at overall how Tannehill played 
last year and the fact that we were winning the games, you're just you were astounded. And it's because the defense was terrible two years ago. So like Tannehill had to step up like that. So yes, he might not have the, to do uh, that again. We it's also just the, to be fair, in twenty twenty the offense was terrible until he took over. That was twenty nineteen. But oh. yes. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> okay, that, that defeated my argument. <laughs> But so yeah, let me, so you have defeated me. Yeah, let's hear some of the let's stats. Let's go through these stats a little bit, just so we know. When we say, when we say Ryan Ta- 2020 Ryan Tannehill, and this is, you know, let, let me, this is just Ryan Tannehill. We're only talking about Ryan Tannehill right now, right? We're not yes, talking about the as team right as a whole. Now. We're not yes. saying, I don't think anyone would say, you know, so for example, Ryan Tannehill had 33 touchdowns in 2020. Oh, it was 33. I and it was 21 touchdowns in 2021. Even though we had a better record in 2021, I don't think anyone would say we would choose for Tannehill to have 21 touchdowns this year over 33 touchdowns. You see what I'm saying? Because we don't know how the game's going to play out. But we do know that 12 more touchdowns probably means we are a better team. I just think for the, CC, for the season to be a success, yeah, he's going to have to I'm with you. From just, I don't know if you have it, and I might look it up if you don't. But um, <clears throat> it would be curious to know the – total offensive output in 2020 versus 2021 like given that Tannehill's threw for 21 touchdowns was there was all right why don't you look why don't you look that up while I up while I'm it. looking at this so yeah. um Tannehill had a 65 percent completion percentage in 2020 and a 67 percent completion percentage in 2021 now a lot of that is probably because we took less chances down the field because we had a lot of injured receivers. Didn't throw as much. Um, actually, that's not true. He had fifty more attempts last season. Wow. Um, so you just you know trying to think about why that might be the case, but maybe he's throwing the ball underneath more. Yeah. Um, I mean, Derek was out though. Derek was out. That's a good point. A so he had to more. throw the ball more. Um, but he had a better completion percentage in 2021 than he did in 2020, which is interesting. Um, he did have 12 less touchdowns from the year before, and he doubled his interceptions. His passer rating was down about 15 points, the lowest of his career besides his 2016 season in Miami and his rookie season um, at 89.6%. And then rushing pretty similar, 270 yards versus 266, seven touchdowns, seven touchdowns. Wow. Um, so statistically – it's not other than the touchdowns and the it's interceptions. The touchdown to interception ratio yeah, that I feel like I went straight that's to. That's the big and but I think that's important. Like that is what And we the know. fumbles too. Does it show how many fumbles he had? I'm also curious um, on I don't know if he, I'm just thinking about the Steelers game. I keep I'm also curious on how many more rushing touchdowns the team had minus his. Like like how many more did well, Derek? The thing is about that is we just overall scored way more like way we just had more touchdowns. And produced more in even over a sixteen. Oh, and this is also one extra game. Oh, that's D- that doesn't matter. That with is the a good completion point. percentage, probably. But um, the we just were a overall better offense to where his stats are just gonna be. You know, they're gonna look better in twenty twenty than they did in twenty twenty one. I don't know. I I just feel like when I originally think about the offense and what what the offensive line is gonna do. And just the question marks with Derrick Henry. We talked about him being a prove-it player. Obviously, we talked about Tannehill being a prove-it player, too. But I just feel like Tannehill's got to it's, – it's, to me, it's not even necessarily – maybe, like, the touchdown number isn't awful. 
it's the interceptions. When that started happening, that's when, you know, the, the Steelers game, we lost that game because the, intercep- yeah. the Bengals game, we lost that yep. game because of the interceptions. And so that just needs to, to for this season to be a success. How many do you come have? Down. 14 on the year? You said 14. 14 interceptions last year, yeah. So if Tannehill has 25 touchdowns, single-digit interceptions, success? I would, I would think that our – I mean, I would think that our offense – yeah, I would think that overall it's looking like we've had a solid – now, if, da- if everything Henry's else roughly done, remains the same. Yeah, then yes, I think that it would probably be a Yeah, success. I'm going to need – personally, I'm going to need more touchdowns from Tannehill this year. Okay, yeah. Um, more because than just I four? Because I do not – and this is just regular season. I don't want Derek carrying the ball 30 times a game. I just don't. So um, do you want to – do you want to tra- do you want to transition into talking about what we think Derrick Henry yeah. has to do to, yeah. to have a success? And let's 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 keep this just about offensive individual offensive players and what defines success for them yeah. um, versus like offensive comparisons. Well, I, my only thing about touchdowns is I just want to know how many rushing touchdowns there were because if you know we have produced the same amount of touchdowns, but you know you know. Tannehill's given up multiple because on the three yard line we give them to Derek. You know what I mean? So in twenty twenty, I just want to confirm in twenty twenty when Tannehill had thirty three, yeah, passing touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns. Derek Henry had seventeen rushing touchdowns as well. So he's scoring a lot too. It it, it is interesting though if you compare the two teams in terms of out, offensive output. Um, <clears throat> twenty twenty is significantly more. Yeah. Like on, on 2020, our, our offense it, was like offense top was, five. Yeah, top I mean, ten. offense was was elite and and two Arthur Smith, he yeah. was still there. Todd Downing, we have Tim Kelly now, so passing and, game could increase. But and from but from a like if you compare the two, the big drop off, even with Derek being gone in 2021 for the majority of the season, yeah, there was only 220 yards difference between rushing. Yeah. And like three Deontay Foreman did a good job. Three and then three less rushing touchdowns. It was the rare, really, really fell off on the production wise, just in terms of yeah yards and touchdowns. Well, and I'm sure receiving was, production too. Yeah. Because well, but then AJ, AJ was hurt. Didn't really play as yeah. much. Corey Davis. We didn't have, a Corey Davis, who we thought Julio Jones could be that or even better. Yeah, we were fourth. And he wasn't. We were fourth in points for in 2020, and we were 15th in the NFL yeah, last yeah. year. And so that's why, listen, I just think the Titans have a much better chance to succeed if Ryan Tannehill returns to 2020 form. I, there's no Absolutely. doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. You can make a lot of, of arguments and excuses as to why he regressed last year. Injuries, uh, new offensive coordinator – wasn't on the same page with some of those receivers who were young. Um, Derek getting hurt. There's a lot of reasons. The offensive line taking a step back. It's not all on him. I get I get all of those arguments. However, he's got to return to 2020 form. Um, a quick, uh, you know, and, and we did have a great record last year. But something that's really interesting, um, we, if you just used our point differential and – you you know you extrapolated that and just estimated the season based off of that the um, expected win total for us would be ten point two wins from last season we would we were supposed to go ten and seven because we had a sixty five point positive win different or uh, point different I would have thought it'd be worse yeah the the key for that is that we went six and one in games decided by um, a score or decided something. by one score or less yeah 
No, by a field goal or less, six and one. Whoa, which is field a goal super high stat. And there's a lot of studies that have done that have been done that show that that is not. Like you can't. That's not, not a good that's luck. That's yeah. a luck. It's not stat. sustainable. Yeah. That's yeah. a luck stat. But to me, I think that's more. That's testament to how good of a coach Mike Vrabel. I agree was. with you. I so. think we're probably going to come. We're going to come out on the positive side of that stat more often than not. I truly believe. But maybe not. But that, I don't think we're going to go seven. Did. We're not going to go six and one. Yeah. In games decided by three field goals or less, like Ryan Tannehill has to elevate his game back to that level, so we don't have as many one score games. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, so that's my, that's really what I'm saying. I don't want to rely on, you know, ground and pound all the time. I would love to see Tannehill start taking and games the defense back over. bailing us out. Yeah. So, so my, I don't care about yardage as much for Tannehill because he's not going to get the yardage and that's a hard stat to project in our offense. Mm-hmm. I care about taking care of the football, being a leader, seeing him develop Traylon Burks, getting on the same page with Robert Woods. I want to see more than th- 30 touchdowns. Less than ten interceptions. Yeah, and this is—I mean, my y'all know my overall stance on Tannehill. He could go out and set the freaking world on fire for the next eighteen weeks, and until I see him do it in the playoffs, I'm not going to be sold. Like yeah. I'm going to be rooting for the guy, but I just, for me to feel like the season is a success for our quarterback, I've got to see him have a takeover type game in the playoffs for me to keep, be convinced. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's uh, – you know, we've covered Tannehill there. Let's move on to running back. Yeah, why don't you start on running back, Pettit? Yeah, Pettit. What do you think – like, because now with the draft pick of Hassan Haskins, we have an established Dontrell Hilliard as like a third down back who supposedly is having a great camp. Are we – is it looking like, you know, what, what are you thinking? What, is, what does the season have to look like from Derrick Henry and the running backs? So let's hear first, like, Derrick Henry. Okay, for the season to be individually, Derrick Henry. Yes. Yeah, I'd say a very successful season for Derrick is, and we're going to put a yardage. For, I know he didn't want a stat for our for the season to be a success, not like Derrick Henry surpassing his best year. Like for the season to be a success, what oh, does Derrick Henry so have to do? Derrick has to hit this number for the team to do very well. Yes, I think I think that number doesn't change for. For him personally, I, like in terms of, sorry, not the 2,000-yard record, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying the number I'm thinking of, uh, 1,500 yards, I think, would be a very successful season for Derrick Henry. Yeah. So, But I also think another, I think anything over 1,350 would be like, that's just good running back play. And, and so obviously, if he's averaging a yard a carry, then that's not very good. But Touchdowns, what do you think? He had 17 in 2020. I'm not sure how. I mean, last year, obviously, it was cut short, so... Truthfully, I don't think it matters how many touchdowns Derek has. I think I have something to say to that, but I'm gonna let you finish. I think I think double digits is what you would want to see. But if he doesn't hit that and he's, you know, in that ballpark, I'm not concerned if we're still producing touchdowns and like, you know, Hassan Haskins gets it or Austin Hooper's getting it or Tannehill's yeah. rushing it. I don't think it matters exactly if Tan- Derek Henry is the one getting those touchdowns or yeah. not. So what I was gonna say to that is but my that's kind thing, of a dumb thing to say because that's just like saying the team's scoring touchdowns and Derek's not. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so right. my thing to that is it's it's like I, I agree with about the 1,500, 1,600 yards, 17 touchdowns in 2020. If he's not to that level, what we need from him is we need him to keep up or maybe even surpass what he did last year, the long touchdowns. Let me, yeah. let me read off some games. 
and I'll, you know, there's obviously a common theme with that. 2019 yep. against the Chiefs at home. 2020 at home against the Texans. 2021 Seahawks last year. 2021 Bills last year. All those games, Derrick Henry ripped off a 60-plus yard touchdown. At Whether it was at the beginning of the game or at the end of the game, pivotal point in the game, he's ripping that off. And, and you think about it like, I think we need those. I mean, the Bills Agreed. game, that, that long yep. run – Changed the whole game. Same with the that, Seahawks. The game Seahawks game changed the whole game. Like that ninety-some yard r- touchdown run against the Texans, twenty twenty. Yeah, took off. He went off that game. We won in overtime. And there's a couple of those where he actually wasn't doing very well until that long run. Exactly like, like the, the Seahawks, Bills. Seahawks and Bills, where he really mm-hmm. wasn't having that creative game. Broke off one, and then it led to two. And that's why and people then, you know are what so I mean? And then his it. average carry goes up. So I hear what you're saying, but I actually think for the Titans to have the most successful season we can have, I think Derek needs to be around 1,100 yards. Um, regular regular season? Regular or? season, okay. yeah. Because, um, you know, he's been getting 30 carries a game. His last three years, his per-game yardage, average per game for the whole season, 102 yards a game, 126 yards a game, 117 yards a game. That's a lot of that's a lot of freaking yards. There's per a lot game. of running backs that don't even break a hundred. His his player prop for the entire season on BetMGM for yardage is thirteen hundred forty nine and a half. Jeez, wow. that is right where there I was, just said. There was one the player the in the there was one player in the NFL last hammer year who had more than twelve hundred and fifty nine yards. So he is ni- his player prop is ninety yards over. That. Was that Jonathan Taylor last year? Yeah, it was Jonathan Taylor last year. So I per, I think for the Titans to be successful, first of all, let's just say this: we need to see Taylor. Uh, we need to see Henry come back to Henry form. Yeah. Last time we true. saw Derrick Henry, we were all like, "That was not the Derrick Henry we know and love in the Bengals game." Yeah, I'm nervous about it. I'm, I know, I'm nervous so, about. It. So first, I, I mean, that's why he was he was one of our yeah, players. The first step for him to have a successful season and is to Stay get healthy. off the bus. That's a good point. <laughs> maybe, in New York. Maybe we should have started with that. <laughs> and he looks like you know Derrick Henry. So get off I, the bus. Okay, but here's but here's get when, we, when we play New York. It's it's at home. It's at home. Oh, thank you. So thank in Nashville. I was actually yeah, trying to think about that. He probably has to take a bus. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, we're still a bus. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a bus over. Yeah. <laughs> he you know he's the first guy off the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he looks the best. <laughs> um but so I say give Hassan Haskins your you know Second and eight against a, the eight man box. You know it's going to be a two yard. He's run. a bruiser. Let give it give it to Hassan Haskins. Get Derek's total carries down to like twenty two yards, twenty two carries a game. Give Hassan Haskins six carries. We saw last year with Donta Foreman. You know this isn't going to make a lot of Titans fans very happy. There wasn't a huge drop off in production with Donta Foreman after Derrick Henry. But those big runs, we didn't see the huge runs, and so and like that was yeah. You're, that, uh, that you're right. To the point but if we give Derrick 30 carries a game for the first two months of the season, we're not going to get those big runs in January because yeah, he's going to be worn down. The problem with that thought process, is this all hurts. Derrick, <laughs> Derrick can go a game. You know, say he has 30 carries in a game, 20. Two of those. I'm going to put it at 22. Couldn't it be just very mediocre runs? And then right after that 22 carry mark is when he just starts killing it. So that's where it's like, that's when he just starts punishing the defense. Is okay. around that 20 plus. But you can't 30. tell me there aren't six carries in those first 22 that you're 
pretty sure are not going to be a touchdown. But <laughs> but what I'm saying is Derek is give one of those, those players. Give those six to Hassan Haskins so, you know, Derek Don't doesn't have to get smoked look, look, in the hole. The reason, the, I wouldn't say this about any other or running back in the even, league. So Derek he, doesn't have to smoke other people in the hole. Derek, like, give him some plays off. Derek is a superhuman, and the reason why, it's like he could be having the worst game of his career, and at any point he could break an 80-yard run. But we That's realized, where it's like if if you're giving him that many carries, you're just only increasing the odds of an 80-yard run. We realized he I was a Robert human last saying, year. I think Robert's saying – he gets it, I, but, but let's I, wait for that. But I just want playoffs. that when super, it matters. He's superhuman, and he hasn't dropped off in the playoffs yet. So here's a, here's a good yes, question. Yes, he literally did last year. He didn't play that's in the playoffs because he was hurt. That's not dropping off. Robert, he literally had an injury. Because but he got injured like twice. His like injury eight. was a stress <laughs> fracture in his foot, which is caused by we used him too much. That is the definition of that injury. Robert, but question. It, he's superhuman. It, he's, question. It's football. Do you think so? Are you saying that if we're using Derrick Henry a lot, and he's getting you know a ton of yards throughout the year because we're using him a ton, the volume is up. Then are you saying the 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 confidence that you have that he has another 2019 playoff run where he basically led us to the AFC Championship? You don't think that that's possible? I think. Let me say this: It's not that it's not possible. Not possible. Certainly. But you I don't would, think that it. I would. Don't let feel me good let me put it at, at percentages. Okay. I think the percentages of Derrick Henry returning to his 2019 playoff self are much higher if we give him 20 carries a game and make the playoffs versus us giving him 30 carries a game. I think the percentages that, of I mean, him returning just, to form I'm just, are a lot lower. That plays into what we think what we need from Tannehill as well. All right, That's if, why if, Tannehill if, has got to carry the load. If you're Mike Vrabel and Derrick Henry has 1,100 yards on the season and Haskin has 600, like you were saying, you go into the playoffs – do you keep that ratio of no, play the same? No, then you the hammer the man. <laughs> but if Haskins, <laughs> then you is give getting, Derek all your carries. If Haskins is getting a third of the carries and is that far behind Derek, that close behind Derek in yards, what makes you think that now that's the new ratio? Why would you change it up going in the playoffs? Dude, well, I don't know. You now, just now threw a very like specific scenario. Well, no, no, that is not a specific. That's not that specific. The whole point is what I'm saying is the current season, the current season, the current layout, the current. Play calling and ratio is going very, very well that you got into the playoffs. Why would you change it that drastically once you got to the playoffs? If I, Derek has not proven that, that he's a <laughs> two thousand yard rusher, like I mean, we, we okay. might need to reel this in. Let me say that just two things. And move on to the receivers I don't, at some point. I don't think changing who you give the carries to is that drastic of an adjustment. I think if Bill you're Belichick going, does it from week to week, he changes his starting running back, and he's won multiple and it Super Bowls doing makes that. Makes me insanely angry in fantasy. But has Bill Belichick ever had Derrick Henry as a running back? No, but that's the point. Like Corey but Dillon, there, there is a piece. What are y'all even no, no, no. saying? Are you guys arguing that be, if like you would want Hassan Haskins getting more carries in the playoffs, or you want like I don't? The, no, I, I think, think I think we're all I think we're all in agreement that when it when push comes to shove. In the playoffs, Derrick Henry could have 45 carries. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's yes. when you want – and you want him to be healthy yes. at that point. So, I'm just saying, what's the most likely scenario that Derrick Henry can carry the ball 44 times against the Ravens in the divisional round? Like, I get, I, and I get the that. most likely I, scenario is that he doesn't have 30 carries against the Giants in week one. So, then uh, <laughs> there's two things. First thing is, what does the King prefer? And we want to do what the you got to protect prefers. the king from himself I, sometimes. Correct, but if the king is like, "Yo, I can't run," 
unless I'm getting 30 carries, like I need that in order to feed the beast, then we want to give him that, right? But if he's like, no, I'm cool with it. I can crush people if I get the ball 20, 25 times a game, then great. I don't know how much progress we're going to make on this. <laughs> so I almost feel like we, we should move on. Let me all just say this. this. If we're like two and eight by week 10, I say you give the ball to Derek 40 times and see if he can break the I rushing would, record. I would argue the opposite. <laughs> if we're two and eight, then just shut the man down. For no, the if season. he's two and eight, we're rebuilding and he's. He's he's old enough. But he's old he enough. At, go if, for the rushing title. But if we're two the and eight, all time he's rushing not title. Be close to the rushing title for two and eight. If he's close to the rushing title, which yeah, he also be. was last year, we could be. We could go one and six in three in three point games. No. I'm just saying. Um, oh my hey, gosh. this is why we can all agree to disagree. I think we all love Derek and we want him to, the best for Derek. But right? I also will say we the, want the best. The, for the last King. time we saw a fully healthy Derek Henry. He was on pace to break his own record from the previous That's year. That's true. Yeah. That and, so, that, and my argument is that is why he was not fully healthy for the Bengals. Yes, I know. Okay. But we tried to push it and say, yeah. because why? Because you can't trust guys that are not named Derrick Henry to win you a playoff game at a running back position. Well, when you have a quarterback like Ryan, T- Ryan Tannehill, then you're that. Then you're exactly right. right. Well, and, as from what we're seeing, from what we're seeing. Okay, so we got to talk about some other players. On. We got to move on to. Let's just talk about receiving overall, because then we'll we'll put Dontrell Hilliard in this. We'll put Austin Hooper in the tight ends in this. Chico Conqua. What do we see from the receivers? Um, for me personally, last year, not many options. I think this year you can argue we're almost in a better situation. We obviously have less talent. You can't argue that because A.J. Brown was so good. Maybe you can argue across the board we have more talent because we have more of a depth there. But that's still to be seen. So I think maybe because there's not just that one guy, you're going to have different games where Robert Woods is the dude, Austin Hooper is the dude, Traylon Burks is the guy, Kyle Phillips is the guy. Maybe that could work out, and I think for the season to be a success, we don't need just one person to stand out and become that A.J. Brown we need more of a kind of just a you know an even distribution. I don't know. That's my thought. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but but I so my whole this kind of all goes it all blends together, right? I'm saying okay, let's let's take a little bit of the load off Derek. Give me more Tannehill in the regular season, um, and I think with that, if that's going to work, we've got to have. Traylon Burks emerge as a bona fide number one receiver. Okay. I think Robert what, Woods. What about Robert Woods? I think Robert, Robert Woods is a legit. I think he's a, a a top tier number two receiver. He's already proven that in the in L. A. Yeah. If he re- recovers from his ACL, you know, I think he's a better number two wide receiver than Corey Davis was. Yeah. In, I would in agree. Corey Davis's like best year, and so what can I want to see from can he block? Yeah, yeah I think that's what I think that's why Corey Davis was an elite blocker though. Corey Davis was or wasn't was was. Robert I think Woods is good too, though. Yeah, I think that's why they liked him. They wanted Robert Woods because he can block. I mean, first of all, we don't really play receivers who don't block, do we? I mean, Vrabel's like, if you don't you block, don't. you're not playing. Julio, yeah. <laughs> he's pretty good block. He's been in the league long enough. He um, block. Might pull a handy when he's doing it. Hey, uh, shout out to Caleb Farley uh, shutting down Julio a couple times in the red zone and Christian camp. Fulton. Yeah, wow. yeah. Also, Julio <laughs> Jones had his longest practice at Baptist Sports Park. This past week. On a different team. On a different team. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I'm calling I'm calling Traylon Burks breakout. Traylon Burks, like, 
bona fide so number one we, receiver. Are you saying we, I'm saying over a thousand yards receiving? Yes, we need I'm that to have a success. Ten touchdowns. I'm saying Jamar Chase. No, well, no, Jamar no. Chase was like what? Jamar Chase had a ton of touchdowns. That's why I'm not. So if he's Jamar Chase, I would be shocked. I'd be surprised. This is saying like, go be freaking Anquan Bolden. You know what I mean? Go be. I don't know. Go be what AJ Brown was year one. He had a thousand yards receiving year one, I believe. I think um, that's right. But I, you know, we love those play action crossing routes. Let's see Traylon take a couple of those to the house this year. Um, I want Traylon to emerge as our number one receiver, and I think he's got the talent to do it. And then Kyle Phillips. He doesn't have the camp behind him to that to where it looks like it because everyone's crapping on him. But he'll but. have, like, huge highlight plays. Yeah, I know. No, I, I'm And then with he'll you. go, like, saying, oh, man, not, I, I'm going to go get some treatment on my calf because yeah, like cramping people and people will, from camp. will bail on him. But I'm, I'm sticking yeah, with the guy. AJ Brown, rookie year, 52 catches, 1,051 yards, eight touchdowns. Bingo. I would say – that's a great year for Traylon Burks. Um, and that was like mainly the second half of the year, too. Yeah, it was. And Falcons then, game, that, that start was good. If he has that season, you would also need like a big season, 1,000-plus yards from Robert From Robert Woods, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. have Corey to Davis have both of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that you can, you can have two guys make up for the lack or the loss of production from AJ. Yeah. And That's obviously Julio's non-factor, but this, right. those two guys combined yep. have to do – they have to produce and be consistent options for Tannehill. Yep. And if that's the case, that really opens up Tannehill. But yep. then it also, once that happens, which we all know, then that lets people prevents people from just packing the box. Yeah. And then once you have that, then that's when the offense gets scary. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I'm saying I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kyle Phillips and Austin Hooper combined for 1,200 yards total, so like Ooh. we 600 yards each. Whoa. I think Kyle I'd Phillips 600 NWI. yards from Austin. I think Hooper Kyle Phillips be, is about to take the freaking league by storm. He's gonna be like he's gonna be what we thought Adam Humphreys was gonna. Yes, be. he Adam Humphreys is a poor man's Kyle Phillips. Austin Hooper 600 that Adam yards. That yes. would be like. I think we're. I think. What about what about Austin Hooper and Chigo Conquo? I see. I think Chigo Conquo is going to come along a lot slower than we think. I think he's going to have a couple of games where he flashes. I just don't know. I don't think he's going to be involved day one in in our offense. He might get a play or two to see. You know, let's try and get him the ball on a screen in space. But he's not going to go out there and get you know four catches for eighty yards and a touchdown. I think Austin Hooper can do that multiple times this year. Do we need a Khalif Raymond type in this offense? I think you got success. it. I think that's Traylon Burks. You think it's Traylon Burks? Yeah, his, I think I mean, it's some almost of like his a racing McMath from what. Oh, racing McMath, a great call, like but, the, but the long touchdown here and there. But Traylon's got the speed to to be Khalif. Uh, Khalif Raymond no, 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 can't but, touch Traylon's no, job. No, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is like we, we the Khalif Raymond comparison is like we already have AJ and Corey Robert Woods and AJ. So then we need another player, not those two. Yeah, who's the Khalif Raymond? That's why I say Racy McMath. Yeah, I think Racy McMath, and then I think could be. you're also I mean, your about, point. What about Kirkpatrick? No, get out of here with Des Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah, Fitzpatrick. No, Rick. I mean, if he is great, but did you just call him Kirkpatrick? Yeah, I was like, who is Kirkpatrick? Williams. Do we, are we uh, moving Dre Kirkpatrick to offense? William is no the, longer going to be a guest on this <laughs> podcast. I'll see myself you out. Just <laughs> lost your privilege. <laughs> I cannot wait to see Kyle Phillips be what we all wanted Adam Humphreys to be. Yeah. Um, so, 
I'm high on Kyle Phillips and Traylon Burks. I'm I'm high on Kyle Phillips as well. I am think it's very ambitious. Twelve hundred between a tight end and a, a rookie run, uh, Third wide receiver. Fourth receiver. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all about it. I think Kyle Phillips has a high ceiling right now, based on especially with his chemistry with Tannehill, from what I've heard. Austin Huber. I don't know. If I, tight end with six hundred yards is a great season. Yeah, it'd be like great. A, a great season. I think Austin Huber. Austin Hooper He's done and Tannehill. I think Austin Hooper and Tannehill are developing a pretty strong connection in camp. So. I do too. Yeah. Well, well I, I don't know. I, uh... I, yeah, I think that's really it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here. And honestly, it's. I feel like this was good little just banter back and forth discussion. Because yeah. honestly, all of what we said, like who freaking knows what we're yeah. going to do. We could, we could be wrong on every single thing. And yeah, maybe maybe year. Malik Willis comes in game two and takes the league you by never storm. Know. What happened to our our boy from last year? The bet that y'all had on a uh, oh Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson is yeah. he a Titan? Yeah, he's not a Titan. I think JG got... did ten push-ups or whatever. What? Yeah, because you lost the bet. You said he would get ten catches, and I said it, he well, it was ten dollars. Oh, ten. No, it, we, we, it was even though it's it was at like he was at ten. And then he Remember? got hurt. Was a push. He was at 10, pulled his hamstring, got put on IR for the second time. Oh, yeah. Where is here. he? He was good. I liked him. We kept getting hurt. Well, I liked him still. Our freaking hamstring guy. <laughs> We're going to end it on that. Well, we have a new Fire we have a, hamstring I, guy. I think we got a new hamstring guy. Golly. All right. Well, there hey, was let our, us know what you think. Yeah. Who was right? Who's wrong? What do we need? Does Derek need to get 2,500 yards for us to be <laughs> successful? Or does he need to be closer <laughs> to 1,000? Let us know. Also, is Hassan Haskins going to take over this backfield? <laughs> is it a, is it a hot take to say Dante Foreman kind of produced as much as Derek did? Pettit, is that a hot take? Say? What are we going to say, Pettit? Who has better dreads, <laughs> Foreman or Derek Henry? What do you think of Derek's <laughs> dreads opposed to the dread? Yeah. And here's here's really the question that we need to be focusing on: Will Derek go back to the dread for Week One, or that will he stick question. with the dreads? And we're going to leave it with that. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. I'm Trap. <laughs> we thank y'all. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry.